0: Hello, and welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin, and I am a life transformation and mindset coach who supports others on their life journey. This show is all about rediscovering and reinventing who we are from wellness, healing, spirituality, empowerment, self discovery, sobriety, parenting, mental health energy intuition and so much more there are so many good things here for you so thank you for joining us today for your own self project journey i want to welcome to the show today melissa rolls Melissa is a certified holistic health and life coach, and she's helping busy women break free from stress and emotional eating and the sugar binging so they can feel calm, confident, and in control around food, around sugar, and stressful situations in their bodies, in their lives. She's committed to empowering women to break free from dieting, emotional eating, and self-image issues so they can ditch the diet mentality and feel empowered in their own skin. And I just have to say, Melissa, I'm really, really excited to have you on today. I think, as we were saying before we started recording, I think this is a really important topic and something that we're – Like I said, this had been something I'd been doing really great with. And then it kind of popped up for me again with quarantine and being stuck home and having that stress and then kind of turning back to those comfort eating and the sugar for, you know, reassurance and comfort. So I think that, you know, what you have to share with us today is going to be so powerful. So, Melissa, if you don't mind, do you want to just share more about yourself with us and tell us who you are and how you came to do what you're doing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for having me on, Christy. I'm really excited to be here. And like you said, I think everybody, including myself, have fallen back into some of those old patterns and habits with what's going on in the world. So be encouraged. I think it's normal. It's okay. (laughs) Have grace. Um, But who I am and how I got here. Well, I am a wife and a mom. I've got a 12-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son. And I think it really kind of hit the ground for me when our son was a newborn and our daughter was two and my husband was traveling for work. I was, you know, this exhausted stay at home mom with a newborn baby who wasn't sleeping. My daughter had sensory processing disorder. We didn't know about, she had some food intolerances. We didn't know about, I was really angry and I was living off of sugar because it was, what I thought giving me energy to be this mom. And I really kind of felt stuck at home while my husband got to go off and travel and have all the fun. And here I am with the poopy diapers and the spit up and it was really hard. And so my go-to, and even before that started looking back, it started in my childhood, but I think it really hit the fan when I was in this place, Christy, and was eating a whole package of Oreo cookies and couldn't figure out why my son was crying. (laughs) Well, hello, I was nursing and I just, the connection wasn't there between food and mood and energy and how it was impacting him and how it had impacted our daughter before. And so that's really kind of, I think when my awareness happened was we went to the chiropractor and I was like, my son is really fussy. And she asked, well, what did you eat? And I said, well, I had some Oreo cookies didn't say how many. And then she asked and I was like, well, I ate the whole package. And she was like, I know that this is really hard and you're in a hard season right now, but this isn't helping you. It's not helping your son and come to find out not long after that, I was diagnosed with PTSD and so tried a traditional route with the medicine. It didn't work for me and made things worse. Um, so I chose a holistic path because I had to do something. I had to figure out a way to handle all of this. So went to a holistic doctor who took a lot of my vitamins, my minerals, everything was in the toilet. Um, she didn't talk about food, interestingly enough, but she talked about supplementation and just, you know, cortisol levels and stress. So started the journey there. And then a few years later, learned about the impact of food because I wanted to lose weight. And thought, you know, I had done all the diets and all the programs and nothing worked. And so I was like, I need to change how I eat. So really adapted a whole foods way of eating, ditched a lot of the processed foods, the sugary foods that I had grown up on and used to soothe myself. Um, and so transferring from the standard American diet to more of a whole foods diet, my mood was better. My energy was better. I wasn't angry. I was losing weight, like it all kind of clicked. I'm like, okay, this food thing is really powerful on mood. And when I have the tools in place to handle my stress, my feelings, my emotions, I'm not binging on the Oreos in the pantry and I'm not crying in the closet and I'm not relying on the lattes to get me through because I'm handling my feelings and not stuffing them, which had been my coping mechanism since childhood.
0: I love that you bring that up. And I have to add that my story, I'm resonating so much with you when you talk about um, you know, having, you know, in my case, just being a stay-at-home mom with all these children, and like I went from a career loss that I loved to becoming a stay-at-home mom and struggling with that, and then like you were saying, like your husband still gets to go to work, he still gets to go away for work trips, you know, and I'm like, you go on vacation? He's like, I'm working, and I'm like, no, you don't understand, that's vacation, <laughs> like you don't get it. So, oh, you're talking, and I'm resonating so much, and where you said you turned to sugar I ended up actually turning to alcohol to stuff all that overwhelm all those feelings that were coming up all the feelings that I thought why am I feeling this way this is so wrong like he's going out to provide why am I am I being like this you know and it was just that struggle of so many things like you said so many things compounding on each other, you know, trying to figure out motherhood and trying to keep your sanity and care for yourself while also caring for all these little people and they need so much from you. And then being envious of your husband at the same time, knowing that they have to go out and provide and work and they have to go do their job. But at the same time, you're just, I know on myself, I just felt so helpless and just so like somebody helped me. <laughs>
1: I felt very stuck because like you, you know, I had this amazing collegiate experience and I did all the things for my resume and had this, you know, career that I loved. And then I think I really felt sidelined, to be honest with you. Like I felt sidelined, like everything I had worked for wasn't. And then the guilt that came with that, like.
0: (laughs) Why do we feel this way? Yeah. Like, (laughs) Why am I being so, that was my thing. Like, why am I being so ungrateful? I should be so grateful. Like I get to be home with my kids. My husband has a great job. Like it was just all, and then that guilt sweeping in. Oh, I hear you. (laughs) I am. I am so glad that you touched upon that, That you know, that it goes deeper than just, you know, you know, we're putting these things in our body and we all know, we all know, you know, we've heard the sugar things. We know to stay away from the sugar. We know what, stay away from the end cap aisles. We know what the supermarkets are doing to us, but yet we're still just subconsciously just, you know, going straight to that, that sugar and that processed food. And I think it's the easy, do you think it's kind of like they've that easy mentality that we've been given now, like, let's make it quick. Let's make it easy. We're in that. um, I don't know. I guess that stage of life just as a collective where we're so busy, we need quick, we need easy. And um, they cater to us as the stores. And, you know, what would you say, um, you know, how did you you began working with the holistic healthcare practitioner? But how did you really? Because it goes deeper than that. Breaking breaking these sugar addictions because that's literally what it comes down to. Breaking an addiction of any kind is freaking hard. Like, where did you start with yours? What it, what was key for you to start with? I don't
1: even think I realized this is how disconnected I was, Christy. I do not think I. Realized that I was doing that until I had gotten free from it, to be honest with you. Like it wasn't until a few years ago when I looked back to kind of write out my story. And I'm like, this has been a common theme since childhood. I would store candy in my room. And I remember getting in trouble by my parents because that brought in mice and I had mouse poop on the bed. And so like looking through all my life, I could see all of these connections, but I think we have to step back and look and that requires slowing down requires giving ourselves permission and space which as you were just saying we live in such a fast paced busy society that it takes some really looking within and, and figuring out what what it, where is this coming from and kind of getting to the root of it i'm really big about let's find the root. Let's get to the why behind the why, because otherwise it's just a band-aid. You're just scratching the surface and you might have some temporary change, but it's not going to be that lasting transformation. So you've really got to figure out the why behind the why for that change to happen. And that's what I had to do. And it was hard and it was scary and ugly and kind of yucky but it was so worth it
0: (laughs) I love that you bring that up and I think that it's interesting like you said you were looking back and you could see in your childhood where you were doing that and I remember doing things like that a well and I actually have one of my sons that does that so it's kind of interesting that he'll sneak the sugary foods like granola bars or like yogurts and um I found myself before I was a little more awakened and kind of aware of what was going on now. Yeah. It would used to be a lot of that. You can't have food in your room. We're going to get mice. Cause we live in the country and we already have mice, <laughs> Like you know? So you're saying all that. And I'm like seeing myself like, Oh man, I've done that to him. But now that we're more aware, yeah, it's been okay. It's not like there's something deeper going on here. How can we explore those things that are going on? How are you, what are you, you know, using this to cope as, a way of you know soothing emotions so it's really been I think that that's so important that you touched on that because it's really about getting to the root cause it's not so much about like yes your body does have like you get used to that sugar and it does crave it but it also goes deeper than that it goes a lot deeper than that so I'm really glad that you touched on that so do you mind to kind of tell us um, how do you work with other women how do you helping people break free from this like what are some of the things that you're doing?
1: have programs that are catered to this and it's always really interesting because a lot of times women will come to me and their desire is to lose weight. And so it's usually after working together at the end of the program, they're like, oh, I didn't know that I was an emotional eater. I didn't know that I would turn to food when I was lonely or stressed or anxious. So it's really helping them become aware of what they're doing and change their habits around that. And in order to do that, we have to figure out where is your relationship with food? Where does that belief, where does that come from? Because I have one woman who, this is a really great story. She would find herself, she doesn't like cheese and crackers, but she would find herself craving cheese and crackers. So we did a little digging and discovered that for her, cheese and crackers symbolized a really happy time in her childhood when her family was together and they were playing games and they were having community. And so she was looking for that feeling when she would eat the cheese and crackers. And so it was an opportunity to ask, okay, so what do you feel like is missing here? Because a craving is, is really a messenger. It could be an indication of something you're missing. So what did you have here when you were eating the cheese and crackers that you don't feel like you have now? And let's figure out a way to get that into your life and integrate it.
0: So powerful. I have to share a story. Every time you say something, I'm like, oh my God, I have a story. <laughs> <laughs> I have a story about this um, because I've struggled again with emotional eating too. And I actually had a hypnotherapy session on this to do um, some work like that. And it was so interesting what we came up with. Um, We went back to a time in my childhood where I remember just sitting and I was watching Cinderella. That was like one of my favorite movies. And I was eating a grilled cheese sandwich. And so we walked through kind of like the feelings of the moment. And we had determined that throughout my childhood, I felt Um, empty a lot, just like kind of this feeling of, you know, just emptiness. I was one of those children that I was like on my own a lot and very independent. And I was like, good with that because I just liked doing my own thing. And, you know, my parents worked and like they were young parents. And so like, I just did my own thing and I was on my own a lot. And that was just How it was. And so we determined that I would used to eat because it was a grilled cheese sandwich that I went back into that moment and I was eating and it was like very comforting and warm. And we determined that like my emotional eating, or at least at that point, was all about stuffing myself to get a feeling. Because I had walked around with like emptiness, not that I'm like a psychopath or a sociopath, very, very empathetic person. But it was just so interesting, that correlation, because I also don't have a lot of memories from my childhood. And she told me, when you don't have like feeling, you can't create memories without a feeling with it. And that was just so monumental for me that it was like you stuff the food to get that feeling that you're missing. So then it was all about, again, going back and identifying, oh, I'm feeling this moment right now and I want to stuff. What feeling am I looking for? So what you said was just incredible. And I just had to share my story too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's powerful. It's so powerful. And I think too, like with everything going on in the world, the one thing I've noticed is the one thing that unites us is food. Like you can post an opinion on social media and you're probably going to get kicked back. I've experienced it. But if you ask somebody for like a recipe or what's your favorite food, everybody will come out of the woodwork and they'll share. It's just really interesting. And it made me think like, food is the one thing that really kind of brings us together. And there's so many emotions and attachments and memories. Like it's a very deep thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I also too like to touch on, um, we're almost conditioned to be comforted by food because think as babies, like when you start, when a baby starts crying, what's the first thing you do? You, you feed it. You're like, Oh, you must be hungry. We need to comfort. And so, you know, you do, you know, you start breastfeeding or you start bottle feeding. And so they almost from birth were conditioned to be comforted by food.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) And the rewarding that we do. I mean, when I was potty training my kids, what did I use? Candy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know what, that's funny that you say that because in school before we started COVID, that was a lot of like teacher incentive prizes because it's, it's inexpensive and the kids love it. Yeah. They would always come home at the end of school. I got a little skittle pack today for getting my, you know, spelling test, right. And it's like, Oh, okay. You know,
1: prize drives me bananas
0: because
1: <laughs> it's so legal and it's just given out, you know, and that's what I think is frustrating. Like we're th- it's thrown out at parades. It's given at schools, at churches, like it's, it's everywhere. It's not vegetables. It's not fruit. It's sugar.
0: Just kind of knowing that, like, how, how do you navigate that in your life now? You know, staying away from those. Do you have any strategies that you use for navigating
1: I do. And I think just being aware, like, it's really interesting with my kids because like you said, I resonate with growing up and kind of being on my own. I was a latchkey kid would come home from school, eat the bag of Doritos, three Cokes, didn't think anything of it, but yet like my kids are not in that place. In fact, um, with, you know, just having Halloween and Thanksgiving, our daughter has been saying, oh, so-and-so brought this for lunch. And I said, that's probably not the healthiest thing to eat right now. And I'm like, I I love that you're caring for her, but I think we also need to like be cautious with how we speak to people because we don't want them to feel judged. So it's really important to replace, I think, judgment with curiosity because that shame spiral that we can put on ourselves. Like I would remember eating a whole pan of brownies and just the shame and the guilt and the condemnation was so thick. So if you can replace that judgment with curiosity and ask, why am I why am I going for this? What am I looking for? Am I really hungry? And kind of navigate it from there. I think, think that's really powerful. And
0: now I forgot what you originally
1: asked me because I've like gone off of the trails.
0: <laughs> no, you're good. No, that was perfect. Just kind of asking how you navigate that now. Like you said, it really becomes about getting self-aware and questioning why this is coming up for you. But yeah, that was really it. Just a couple like, um, so say yeah you have another craving come up for you you've gotten self aware you've explored that do you have any other steps say then you still explored it and you're still having that craving do you have um other things that you advise
1: eat it i mean that's the thing like i don't want it to be like an all or nothing food is bad cuz that's again judgmental right so usually you know if you are physically hungry and you do have a craving eat it it's okay like it's not this terrible bad thing And I think it's, you know, if you are connected to your body and you know how to listen to it and really honor hunger and fullness, when you eat from a place of, oh, this tastes good, I'm going to have some, then you satisfy your craving and you stop when you're full. You don't keep eating because it tastes so good or because you're so sad or whatever's behind that, but really, you know, honoring yourself and your body and knowing when is enough and I think changing your mindset, too was a big thing for me, Christy, because I was like, "Oh, I'm never going to have this again. It's Christmas, and we only have this once a year." Well, that's baloney. You can make it again. Like you, it's not the like going away forever. You can always get it again. And so, I think changing the mindset around that is also helpful.
0: I love that, and I love that. I think you know, it's that diet mentality. We're trying to break that diet mentality because you're not dieting. We need to make, um, you know, changes that work for you for life without depriving. Like you said, if you really want it, just eat it
1: because the other side is you could deprive, 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 and then you could binge, binge, binge. That's what I did too.
0: I also, um, I kind of wanted to ask you. So once, once you left the sugar and you said you were able to look back later and see how it was affecting you, what are some of the differences that you noticed maybe in like your mood or your just overall health since you have been able to, you know, make those changes?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have a lot more energy. Like I remember when my husband would come home from work, I would just be curled up on the couch in beetle position because I was exhausted. So my energy is a lot better. My moods are a ton better. In fact, this is kind of funny over Thanksgiving break, we decorated for Christmas and it was Thanksgiving day. Actually, we usually never decorate that early, but it's 2020. So why not? Um, So we had our like Thanksgiving meal at noon. And then I think we started decorating at like one or two And it was like five or six and I hadn't eaten anything between 12 and five or six. And I, I can't go that long. My blood sugar doesn't tolerate that. And I remember the kids were like, we don't need to put all the ornaments on the tree. And I'm like, yes, we do. And it was like crazy angry mom came out and I'm like, I'm really sorry. I haven't eaten. Like my blood sugar isn't good. My mood was tanked. My inner, like it, it took me back, Christy, to when I was in that place and I wasn't eating enough and my my blood sugar, like you have to have stable blood sugar because it impacts your mood. <laughs> my family found out the hard way, <laughs> but my energy has been better. My mood has been better. Brain fog is gone. Like I can think clearly, I can focus on things. I can finish them. It's, it's powerful. And I feel really, I feel calm. Like I'm not as anxious. I'm more confident. And I definitely do feel like I do have the control around the food and around my feelings. Cause I can articulate what is going on instead of trying to stuff it.
0: Oh, I love that. That's so powerful. Um, I noticed a lot of the same things too. And it's so stinking like um, counterproductive because like you said, we eat the sugar to get that energy. But then the problem is it's such simple carbs that you're just crashing right after. Um, So, yeah, I'm really glad that you brought all of that up because I noticed a lot of that too. Um, Definitely the moods for me was definitely a big thing. And yeah, just feeling calmer and less anxious and less physical symptoms too. I was, you know.
1: Inflammation, body ache.
0: Yes. All of that. And just not feeling well. So it definitely, I've noticed a huge change for me too. And again, it's not perfect. I'm assuming that you still have sugar in your diet. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. It's not perfect funny though because i think when you are going through the change and this transformation people will notice the physical so it was always like oh you've lost so much weight you look so good i can't believe this. and it's like I, that's wonderful like i that's a really great byproduct but let me tell you i feel this this and this and it's always like the physical and the weight is really what people notice and it's just interesting because it's more about this for me and what's going on in me and and who i am and how i act and how i feel so it's it's curious.
0: <laughs> I absolutely love that. I also love that you said. Um, you know, I have. I know that there's people who go. You know, like skipping meals and things like that. And so I think that it's important, like you said, our blood sugars need to be. Our blood sugars are doing this all day when you eat up and down. And of course, if you're eating a lot of sugar, it's making that fluctuation even crazier. And then your body's producing extra insulin and then crashing you. And just all these things are going on internally. Um, I think it's really important that you said to like make sure you eat like my husband's terrible about this. He's like, "Well, I'm not hungry." And I'm like, "I know you're not hungry, but you need to eat like something. You can't like go all day long without eating like it's not good for your brain or your body." So, I like I don't judge him. I just nitpick him. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> you're caring for him.
0: <laughs> so, I think that it's super important that you bring that up too because I think that that all too plays into disordered eating. I had a period in my teenage years where I didn't, I just didn't eat. I would eat one meal a day and I was super skinny and I loved that, but I would also um, go running. And there's times that I would finish my run and I'd be about ready. I'd be so dizzy and ready to pass out because I wasn't eating. So again, it's just all about coming back to looking at that relationship with food and questioning it and getting curious. So, you know, I, I love that you're doing that. So do you kind of mind telling us where, if somebody wanted to work with you, where can they find you at?
1: Yeah, my website is www.free, the number two, the letter B, and then coaching.com. So free to be coaching.com is my website. And it I've got some great things on there, resources for cutting sugar, um, cravings, and then it lists also different opportunities to work with me as well. So
0: awesome. And so that will also be linked up in show notes. Do you have any social media accounts?
1: I do. Um, My Facebook page is Happy Healthy Mama. um, And I can link that to you as well, if that would help. Um, And my group is Happy Healthy Mama Tribe, because when you cut out sugar and you really learn to listen to your body, you do become a happy, healthy mama. It's a beautiful thing.
0: And I think it's beautiful that you have a tribe for it too, because like we said, it's not always easy at first. So having a space where you can come in to get support or to ask questions or to say, Oh my God, this is coming up for me today. Like, I think that that's great that you're doing that. So we're going to link everything into show notes so that everybody can easily go and find those things. So I feel like we've, um, we just covered so much already. This has been wonderful. Did you have anything that, um, You kind of wanted to touch on our ad that we hadn't already talked about.
1: I guess my takeaway, Christy, would be that know that there is hope. I remember sitting, you know, in my bathroom, just bawling my eyes out because I felt so overwhelmed and so alone. And like, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't think I could change. I thought I would always be this way. I thought I would repeat the patterns that I grew up with. And I'm living proof that it doesn't have to be that way. So I just want to encourage people that you can change. You absolutely have the power and the ability to change. Our brains are amazing. Neuroplasticity talks about how you can change the way that you think and your habits and your behaviors. And just know that change is possible. And I want to give hope and encouragement because when you feel stuck, you can feel like that's not ever going to happen, but it actually can happen. So hope and
0: encouragement. That's beautiful. I'm glad that you said that because like you said, when you're kind of in it and you're feeling stuck, it's hard to see the end or the other side or the outcome of it. So I'm really glad that you said that. Yes, there's always hope for you. So I just have to thank you so, so much, Melissa, for being on today, for taking the time to share with us. I feel like you have given us, like I said, this has been a wonderful conversation. I feel like we've, um, you know, had such a great, so many great things here. So I just have to say thank you.
1: Thank you for having me. I love the work that you're doing. So thank you.
0: Thank you so much for joining me today for the self project podcast. I hope that you were able to find something useful or inspirational to take away with you today. So come and connect with me over on Instagram. It's at underscore Christy Martin, and let me know what you want to hear more of. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review and I will see you next time.